Hello, hello, hello. This is Tamika Seaton, President and CEO of Grow Your Nonprofit, where we help startups, small and stagnant nonprofits grow through fundraising strategies, strategic planning, and so much more. Guys, today you are in for a treat. We have our special guest, Fallon Tavares here. But before we get into our amazing interview, I'd like to thank the sponsors of my podcast, Hodges University with a campus in Fort Myers. Stay near, go far. They change lives for the better. Trinity Life Foundation Naples. They help at-risk youth through their enrichment programs located in the beautiful Collier County. Vax Truths, helping black and brown communities by spreading ways and awareness of COVID-19 and the vaccine. Last but not least, AVID. That stands for the Associations of Haitians Living Abroad. They just opened an amazing support center right here in the beautiful Fort Myers where they would help you with immigration support, Hurricane Ian support, utility billing, rent utilities, and so much more. So, like I said, our special guest today is my friend, Fallon Tavares. How are you doing, Fallon? <laughs> Fallon is the founder and CEO of Healthy the Healthy Earth Org organization, a local nonprofit where she would share with you all the beautiful work they're doing in the community and how they're making our earth healthier. Is that correct? That's right. So, Fallon, what we'll do is start by telling our audience a little bit about yourself, and then we'll go right into um, your organization. Sure. So, I'm Fallon Tabaras. I'm the co-founder and CEO of The Healthy Earth. Um, This is my full-time gig, so there's nothing else. That's awesome. That's awesome. (laughs) Go hard or go home, right? That's right. Um, I started this nonprofit back in 2019. Wow. Um, And it started from me visiting. It was like a full circle effect. Mm -hmm. I visited Hawaii back in 2019. And it was so progressive in everything they have to do with the environment. And so when I visited Kauai, it was Kauai, this uh. really remote island. It has the Nepali coast in it, mm-hmm. uh, one of like the seven wonders of the world. And they do reef cleanups. They hmm. teach the, their kids how to uh, plant from a young age. It's so, again, so progressive in the environment. There are no billboard signs because they don't want to mess up the environment. Wow. Um, they it's just a different type of atmosphere culture way of life per se way of life i like that i like that And so it like came full circle because i'm from colombia originally Mm -hmm. born and raised came here when i was 10 and that's the same mentality that Mm. we had in colombia like at school you were learning to grow your own food it Mm. was necessary um, wow. Just because you didn't know how if the government was going to be overturned, you didn't huh. know any of that. And so people wanted to prepare you for real life, you know, not just like for business life, but in real life circumstances that could happen. Um, and so like seeing that and being in Florida mm-hmm. for 20 plus years, mm-hmm. I was like, why? Why isn't anybody doing that here? Mm-hmm. And if they were, they were like just doing beach cleanups. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I want to be able to do something. And I have t- two kids mm-hmm. that are going to be growing up in right. this area. I want to be able to do something that they can do as well. Their friends can do, and like, it's it's fun. Yeah, right? yeah. And so I I think that my passion grew to like obsession. Like mm-hmm. I'm obsessed. Mm-hmm. I'm reading something every day about it. I'm like learning because. I'm an environmentalist at heart. That's mm-hmm. not what I went to school for. Mm-hmm. I went to school for marketing um, and advertising. Mm-hmm. And that was like, that's my background. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so this is something like totally new. But what I don't know, I ask people that do know. Yeah. Or I do my own research. Mm-hmm. So I think that, um, you know, that's what really the healthy earth stem from. Mm-hmm. But um, we do 
so we do two things we do mm -hmm. projects and research and then we do outreach programs mm -hmm. with like kids from 4 to 25 with the help of FGCU and Hong mm -hmm. University so that's it's been fun mm -hmm. it's been quite a ride interesting so you said you work with kids from 4 to 25 right so that means that I don't qualify to work with you because I just turned 26 <laughs> is that right beautiful <laughs> I love it um so I would say you would then qualify for then you could teach the younger kids at that oh, point. Oh, I you like could that. Come and work for us at that point. Ah. Um, but we really teach. I mean, your your brain doesn't stop developing until like you're like 28. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so we really want to ingrain in these kids and create a culture in Florida. Mm -hmm. Tourism is yes, huge here. It's huge. More than 50% of their labor mm -hmm. and our work comes mm -hmm. from tourism and the money comes from tourism. Mm -hmm. So we need to treat the things that are beautiful here Yes. because they bring money. Right, exactly. Because as you know, after the the hurricanes, the beats are, are massively eroded. And that's the first thing uh, the, the local municipalities do. They get the funding to re-nourish the beaches right. because they come here, the tourists come here specifically for the beach. Exactly, exactly. But I think that that's fabulous, but there needs to be programs More. like ours right. only because they can do so much. They could they could put new, uh, uh, what is it called, sand down, mm -hmm. but then they can't, they can't get everywhere, right? right? They have limited resources, mm -hmm. they have limited people. So it's good for our organizations like ours or like the Conservancy that could step in and then do like things that are in the, like in micro doses mm -hmm. instead of like looking at the whole pictures we're like zoned in into one thing I, I like what you said about micro doses tell me about a project that the healthy earth org does that's a micro project but makes a, a big impact right I would say our our community gardens and the gardens mm. that we're planting at early learning centers. Oh wow! So like they cost us around five thousand dollars to a thousand dollars per um, per garden, mm -hmm. and that's really not a lot of money, right? And you, I'm not putting a lot of time or effort. Like mm -hmm. our students aren't either, our um, interns aren't either. But then these kids, it is insane. Mm -hmm. And like we started it because you know, like planting is a part of yeah. the healthy earth and everything, yeah. and we want to teach people but it's grown from that right so mm -hmm. the kids are planting their own seed then they're like watering it they're singing it every day because it's mm -hmm. within their little school early learning center slash they call it pre-k mm -hmm. mm -hmm. <laughs> but um the fancy way is early learning yeah. center. but they're seeing it and what we're seeing is that the kids that grow food grow vegetables and fruit they eat those vegetables and yeah because they're curious yeah then they're learning about waste reduction because they're like okay it took an, a year for this pineapple to grow uh -huh. just one pineapple yeah. took one year so they're gonna eat that full pineapple mm -hmm. to its fullest mm -hmm. because they realize it took a lot mm -hmm. it's a lot of effort through the rain through the winter you know they were looking at it looking at it so like whenever you go to the grocery store everything is available for you yes. you don't know where it came yes. from yes. and i'm not saying that the pesticides Away from that, you don't know the effort that it took mm -hmm. to create that. The people that has touched that, the right. people that have gotten it to you. So you don't really care. It's out of mind, out of sight. So right. like, if you have, you know, like that grape, you know, those grapes in your fridge for ten months, and you're like, oh, okay, I'll eat them later. I'll eat yeah. them. Yeah. It's the effort that went into that, mm -hmm. and it's like, it's. I think the kids that are in those, like that's are exposed to those community gardens mm -hmm. that we've been able to plant. 
Mm -hmm. They see it and they're grateful for it. You know, that's really huge because I was just talking to my husband about that today. There, we watch the news every morning before we get our day started, and they were talking talking about uh, they were talking about food deserts, specifically in low income areas. And the first thing I said is, well, why don't they grow their own food? Because the, a food desert is considered when I think a grocery store is, is uh, more than a mile away from someone's home. They can't b basically walk to it. And um, I said, well, yeah, well, why don't they if they if you have a backyard, yeah. why don't you grow some of your your foods? And then maybe once a month you go to the grocery store and if you eat meat, you know, maybe you stockpile our meat. But I know in a lot of other cultures, meat is a very small portion of their diet. They actually cut it up into small pieces, right. but mostly everything is really plant based. Right. So I, I found that really interesting. What kind of advice you can give someone who maybe is, is in a low income neighborhood sure. and there's a food desert and maybe they have a small yard and they can start them their own little garden? Okay, so I love that question because I had the same question. Uh -huh. I was like, are we a food desert? Are, mm -hmm. like, are Southwest Florida so wealthy? You know, Collier County has like mansions in, right. in Port Charlotte, Port Royal. And oh, don't forget Fort Myers. Oh, Fort Myers. Oh, Fort yeah. Myers on oh, yeah. the Caloosahatchee and the, the McGregor area. There are some beautiful homes yeah. there. Mansions, yeah. Yes. So I'm thinking like uh, it's... It's the people that are underserved within the, those mm -hmm. areas, within the middle of that, is the food deserts. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I actually, I started doing some research because I'm like, is Immokalee a food desert? Because they have hmm. farms there. Yeah. It is. And yeah. this is why I found out within that. We're helping Pay Center for Girls. We have their garden. We've uh, been able to reamp their garden. Mm -hmm. And it's beautiful now. It's growing stuff. The girls mm -hmm. are happy with it. Um, this is the thing. There is pesticides in the air in Immokalee right now. In the so, air? In the air. How From is so that? much the farmers, huh. the, you're spraying those things. And it, it goes in the air. I mean, like, it's not just getting in the plant. It's get, it's going Oh, wow. Air, right? So the people, the moms understand that. And they, they're they fearful that, like, if they plant something in their own, within their backyard, it's going to be affected. Huh. That's one thing that I've gotten from just like asking around in Immokalee. Um, and it's, I'm like, what? It's hmm. wild. Um, I've also heard in Immokalee is that like, it's difficult because they're like, it's expensive in the beginning. And so these people, they have to, yeah, it's an expense. And then that crop might take a long time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A, a watermelon could take like a year, Yeah, you know? Or it's shorter. It just depends. The soil in Florida is different. So you have to yeah. know how to grow That's in true. Florida. Yeah. It's like you can't come from California and try to grow here. It's different. Mm -hmm. And so, and then the water. So you, you have to have the money to water these mm -hmm. these gardens. Yeah, this and the, the families are like, okay, we could do it. But then, then you're taking money out of my pocket, not only waiting for right. this, then you have to water these plants. And it's like, how, how much do I have to water them? Because like, I'm, it's... I have to feed my family now. Yeah. And so that's what we're seeing. And so I really want to be able to like mm. <laughs> create another, a, a really, the, the goal in Namakli is to create a garden away from the farms that are there mm -hmm. and accessible and it's free. Like you plant it, yeah. you can eat it, take it home and then you guys share yeah. among each other. Yeah. So like they understand that like it's free. You don't have to stress about it. Mm -hmm. Come, but then their kids, 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 it like it's a, 
right? It's like a growing thing. Yeah, so I have a question for you. So I'm a, I'm a pescatarian, meaning my diet is mostly composed or comprised of, of seafood. And I lead, eat a lot of plants, but I, I have been stepping away from fruit, specifically because of pesticides. Because um, I think I'm eating healthy, healthy specifically uh, like strawberries and certain fruit. You're, you're eating, you think you're eating healthy, but then you're eating all these pesticides. What, what do you have to, to say about that if someone, okay, I'm trying to eat healthy, have a plant-based diet, but then right. all these pesticides are in my food. Right, I would say get educated. There is a website, it's called EWG, and they tell you which ones, which vegetables and which fruits are the, the ones that have like are exposed to the most right. pesticides. And they're like the obvious ones, the ones that they don't have skin, mm-hmm. the ones that you don't have to peel to eat. Mm-hmm. Um, so strawberries, grapes, yeah. all of those. Yeah, yeah. They're gotta buy organic. But right. then the organic ones might also be exposed to it. They are. <laughs> they are. They just don't have right. as much. Right. They don't have as much. Right. And so that's one of the reasons why maybe you can plant start doing it at home yourself it's so difficult because people but how do like, you do that when you're you're you're, you're trying to run a business and you know yeah because right. it's it's it it takes you, time it takes time you have to tend to it and um i would just say eat organic it's and it's expensive it's expensive it's expensive but let me tell you another reason why besides the pesticides it is a proven fact. There is scientific knowledge behind what I'm going to say. And it's if you, the uh, strawberries that we had back in the 50s, 40s, mm-hmm. had nutrient, but yeah. like it was dense with nutrients. The soil has so much changed mm-hmm. now. We haven't treated it well. We're just kind of just like, yeah. it's like this economy type of market mm-hmm. that we just want to sell, sell, sell. We're not being good to the land. And so the, the nutrient in that one strawberry that you're having is way less than it was mm-hmm. back in the mm-hmm. 50s and the 60s, whatever it was back then. Mm-hmm. So like now you have to eat more fruits and vegetables than ever to get the nutrients that you needed, like mm-hmm. that you had before. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm like, yeah, it's expensive, but you have to do it because... Right, right. Like right. <laughs> you're gonna have pesticides, and you're gonna have less nutrients, even if it's yeah, yeah. It's it, it's really tough. It's really tough. Switching gears a little bit, let's talk about the research that the Healthy Earth Org does. Yeah. So uh, we're going to. So we have just started the research, and the research is mm-hmm. just really asking the community what they need, okay. what the needs are, okay. because we started out. Okay, the need is to educate the youth. That's fantastic, mm-hmm. but it doesn't. It'll. It can't stop at that. Mm-hmm. Like the families need to be also educated, mm-hmm. and so we're slowly and surely asking. So that research is about asking, polling people, asking what okay. they need, and then on top of that, we're really into water quality. We're getting into water mm-hmm. quality. We're getting into um, data collection for the reef cleanups. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so much lead out there, mm-hmm. and like we're eating that. Fishes around that. Oh. There's. And, and I'm like, and there's plastic out there where we, la- the last cleanup we did was four days before the hurricane, April 24th. Mm. We picked up 400 pounds of debris. Wow. Most of it was casting nets and all of the casting nets had lead in it. That was heavy brings lead. The, brings the lead into the sea? The, the well, yeah, there's natural lead. Nets? There's natural lead, but then you add on old anchors that people forget. Mm. You're adding on crab, um, crab traps that are made out of it's bad things and there's people forget about stuff Mm. and it's wild 
Huh. It's contamination. Okay, speaking of contamination, I'm a pescatarian. And I, I think that I'm eating healthy because I'm eating seafood. But then I find out about certain fish are not good because they have lead. And I hear like tilapia is the worst and right. certain fish. But I'm like, oh, my God. Like, what am I supposed, <laughs> like, what am I supposed to eat? Just drink water? It end? And then some of the water is bad because they eat, if you look on the back of it, they have chlorine in it, sodium. And I'm like, so I, I try to stick with spring water because from my understanding, that's the most natural you can get. Right. Tell us about okay if you if you're pescatarian, like like, is it even? And I I know you're not a scientist, right? But to your knowledge, is that even safe eating seafood? Right. So like I'm gonna say there's a disclaimer here. I'm not a scientist. Right. Right. According to some things you've read, opinion, yeah. And it's it's so difficult, right? Because I'm I was all about I was a, a vegetarian vegan for two years, mm -hmm. then I was a vegetarian. Now I'm starting to eat meat again just because of the low levels of energy that I had mm -hmm. I was like wanting to sleep all the time just because I wasn't measuring the amount of proteins within ah. the legumes I was having or the vegetables and so I was like okay let's just introduce me and like let's move on with that yeah um it's so difficult because like I was all about wild fish let's do wild fish right problem. but then they're exposed to all these things yeah and then then you're like farm fish it's better because they're not exposed to it but then they're like cramped right quality of life is terrible right. it's like they are infested with their own feces, feces and yeah. yeah it's like so the problem that's that's a huge thing of why even the healthy earth was created the mission is to create new ideas solutions and inventions we've never had and we start that by in cultivating in the future of the kids like you are the future you need to come with the ideas yeah. you are the ones that are going to change this radically yeah and so there is no answer I can give you besides we need to start. Like, we need Just educate yourself education. and make yeah. the best decision right. possible for yourself right. and your family. Right. And listen, all of this takes money. So the most mm -hmm. areas that are heavily affected are the ones that are middle class that are yeah. just trying to make it or the poor because they don't have time to research. Mm -hmm. They're out in the field working the farm. Right. Or, you know, right. Like for somebody else <laughs> or yeah. like they're just they don't have time to like, oh, I know that family farm. I'm going to go buy my cow from mm -hmm. there. They don't have the money to yeah. put that down payment for that cow. Mm -hmm. But if you can, please do. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so Very good. That was a lot of great information. Tell, what is your, your, the top three needs of your organization? If someone out there listening and they wanted to get involved and make an impact. Sure. So, uh, thank you. <laughs> uh -huh. So I would say number one, ask us about volunteering opportunities. We always have those available. I would say number two, ask us about, um, anything that has to be maybe with an advisory board we have tons of opportunities there and then number three we have like an amazon um like smile smile mm -hmm. account but also like the ch they're getting rid of it the R smile account why i don't know i got an email from amazon saying that it's going to be over really yeah i think it was too much work for them maybe but i was like that sucks because that was like three four hundred dollars a year that we would get for them wow. just by doing nothing you know wow um but uh, also we have like a checklist is that what it's called amazon checklist where you can go mm -hmm. and find out what our needs are oh wish That's list wish list yes, yes. Uh -huh. <laughs> checklist that's okay yes. 
<laughs> so that's 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 the ways that you can help. And you can also donate. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> donate and, and share with us your website and how to, to sure. reach you. Sure. So you could reach us at our phone number, 239-537-6436. Send me a text. Send us a text. Um, and then our website is um, thehealthyearth.org. Okay, okay. Guys, you heard it here first. Another nonprofit here in the beautiful Southwest Florida doing amazing things for our community. Reach out to Fallon, even though I butchered her name um, in the beginning. She's so gracious. And every guest that I have is so gracious because I always butcher their, their names. And then when they introduce themselves and they pronounce their name correctly, I'm like, oh, Lord, here I go again. But you're, you're so gracious. So thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule to um, come on our, our uh, podcast and share the the great things that you're doing in the community. Thanks for Thank having me. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Stay tuned, guys. Mm-hmm.